for example. So I learned that there's the esoteric and then there's the mundane. The mundane part is what we usually don't want to talk about. We don't, we don't tend to want to see vision in things that are not grand, but there is vision in that. So coming to trying to narrow down to your question about, you know, how do you get to share your vision? The first thing to note is that you don't have to think that you are visionless because there isn't something so big or so great that you are thinking about as what God has called you to do. You know, you don't have to, because as a matter of fact, even if you have such a grand vision, maybe you feel, for example, now, like in ID, we're talking about, um, you know, worship 24 seven. And I mean, by all means, that is really, really grand. That is the, that's, that's like esoteric. You, you understand, but each one of us is going to be, you know, a family person, you know, or we are all family people in the near future, you get married, you have children and all that. Now the mistake people make, especially the people who have this, you know, vision of big things is that they sometimes neglect the mundane you get. But if you, if you focus on the big things and then you don't take care of those other simple things, then you, you probably are, you're not doing the right thing because I don't feel that one is, one is more important than the other. One story in the Bible that also comes to mind a lot, and I think I shared this with you, Mimi, is um, that of Joseph, you know, and I was fascinated some weeks ago when the Lord was just showing me how Joseph was a typical example of such a person who doesn't have the high falutin, you know, vision. He was just a, a young man who got engaged with a woman that he liked, and he didn't do much. He didn't write any epistle, no epistle was written about him, but technically we can say that because he was a, a diligent man whose ears God had, his actions helped in a sense, you know, to make sure that Jesus's life was preserved. You know, God said to him, take the child and the mother, go down to Egypt. And he heard, and that's what he did. So just by being a good father and by being a good, um, and by being a good husband, he was a man of vision. And what I'm saying is that that's vision in a very simplistic, in, in, a seemingly, in a seemingly simplistic way, is not in any way, is not inferior to the vision of, oh, maybe somebody like John the Baptist who came, you know, as a forerunner to, to Jesus Christ. I, I heard this recently that God had to take Moses out of um, Egypt because it, it's difficult to change a system that you are benefiting from. Yeah. Mm. Somebody said something like that yesterday. I didn't know. So, so God had to take him through that wilderness experience to build his character, you know, to give him stamina and all that. I see, well, this is not to mock him, but despite everything, look at, mm. you know, how his anger still came out. So that just tells you that if you are not going through that process, that refining process, it probably would not have gotten the Israelites, you know, as close to the promised land as well he was able to by the, by the help of God. I can also identify with that in my life, that God is actually doing some things. In, I feel that I'm in a transitory phase and that in this phase, God is really working some things and showing me my a picture of myself. He's working on me being aware and conscious of my identity, you know, at every point in time, you know, perpetually and also showing me some things that I just need to like, I need to just shed off and all that because you can't carry that weight, you know, into your, into your future. You know, the pride that can sometimes come and then that you're not just, just not aware of. So that, you know, the Bible says that woe is unto that um, um, country whose 
king is a child. So God will work out those child, child, uh, there's childlikeness and there's childishness. I think this childishness is the bad one. So those childish yeah. tendencies you have is going to make those things to just drop. And it might take a process. You know, one thing I've, I've learned from Joyce Meyer, which she says a lot is that, you know, she says that, you know, either, you know, you humble yourself or God does it for you. And the one thing about God is that you, you can keep flunking the, the, the class, but it's not going to shift until you pass that test. You are not moving on. You know, so you might, you might say that you are just facing the same thing over and over and over in different forms, the same situation. Maybe you get angry too easily and then things will just keep happening to aggravate you. You know, God is trying to teach you that See, you have to learn to not react to everything. So you might be there for years, but that might be what you need to, to deal with before God takes you to the next level up. Well, when I don't say next level, I'm so wary of saying that it's not really about us, like next level, I want to be blessed and all that, because that's how many people think, like, it's in relation to what God wants us to do, not in relation to how we yeah. want to be big and excellent and all that. Then I also feel yeah. God saying that one other thing we need to learn, I mean, this has been it for me, is that we must learn when it comes to this vision, whether it's esoteric or mundane or whatever else it is, to trust God exclusively. This has been a very major lesson in my life, mm-hmm. you know, I learned this um, in my mid twenties, and when I learned it, I felt very stupid because I felt, gosh, this thing has been staring me in the face for so long, and I never really saw it. Like, how could I be so stupid? Because I just realized I, I had to then start looking back at the, the past, you know, like the like five years prior to that time, that there's, there had been a pattern that every time I had put my trust in God. And also put my trust in someone for the same thing. It would never happen. As in, I could count 10 examples of how it was that I was saying, God, I want you to help me with this. But somewhere at the back of my mind, I was working out a way, trusting that maybe my dad will come through or this person will come through. It would always fail every time. If I so much so that I now, I now came to a point in my life where I could predict what would fail based on the amount of human interference. Do you get now? I, I'm not saying that mm. God used people for me, right? There are times when you know that this is just God. God, God just sent this person to help me. You know, we just met or something. You, you can see the divine in, um, in human relations. But what I'm saying is, when you know it's up to you, and then you are the one who's trying to go to this person for help, trying to, you are telling this person, hoping this person will help you, and then you're also trusting God. It never works for me. It never. You know, if I so much so, and I began to reflect on how it even connects to my name. You know, the meaning of the meaning meaning of my name, Oluwatetun, that God is completely sufficient. That kind of a thing. You know, so I also feel that God wants us to also learn that. See, when it comes to this vision thing, don't don't be like the the world. You know, be, and there's nothing wrong with all this networking. It's a very good thing to do. You know, you can go for a program just to network. I mean, it's, it's a sensible thing to do. But never you feel that the strategy for getting to where I, from, from, for, for getting from where I am to where God is taking me is by, okay, if I meet this person, that person will connect me to that person. You know, if I don't, don't even think, what, well, for me, it works for some people, but I'm just saying like for me, it just never works. I have to just come to God and say, God, I trust you exclusively. Now, God can then begin to work things out and make people come my way or something or tell me to go and talk to this person. But it must not be me who's thinking. It must not be that I'm the one who's thinking, oh, I have to talk to this person and let this person talk to that person and let this person help me. To Once I start doing all of that, it's definitely going to fail. I have, like, proof of it, so many proofs of it. So I feel that's something God also wants, me, wants us to 
also learn to trust him exclusively, even as 